Hey guys, this is Jess. And this is Jago. And we are from the Project Better podcast. Um, and today we have... Uh, Nick. Yeah. Nick is a friend of mine that I met um, course last year at FMA. He's a little bit of a brain, but also really approachable down to the each person like I would say like very kind of close to people mm, um, I agree coach um, but very very interesting conversation very about. interesting conversation very smart lots of takeaways mm-hmm. um, so yep. I highly recommend continuing on and listening to this podcast yep yep enjoy <laughs> it <laughs> I, don't, I think Baku would appreciate that. Um, <laughs> oh, cool. Um, welcome to the Project Better podcast. We are here today with our friend Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Jess. I'm, I guess, kind of the host, I would call myself, oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Co-host. Uh, yeah. And we got Yego. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Co hosting. Hello. Um, so, welcome, Nick. Thanks yeah. for joining us, taking the time to come out from Melton or back of Smart or wherever wherever you drove in from. Just where yeah, somewhere. <laughs> I don't leave the bubble of the hood. So, um, cool, man. So, tell us, I guess, introduce yourself, tell the guests who you are, what you do. Yeah, so I mean, I do a fair bit these days, but yeah, I suppose I'm a. I'm a coach, a strength conditioning coach, I mean, whatever you call yourself these days. There's so many names sure, in the industry, isn't there? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sort of a coach. I've been doing it for probably four or five years now. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's, it's something that I sort of got stuck into when sort of didn't really know what I wanted to do when I finished school. But awesome. um, for me, I suppose, for me, I always looked up to my brothers and my brothers wanted to do something like that, but they never ended up doing it. So I was like... I wanted to learn about health and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Originally, I wanted to get into professional sport, but then you soon realize that it's like <laughs> less than 1%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, in the unis and that sort of stuff, they yeah. probably share all these professional jobs and that yeah. sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah then I realized it's, yeah, it wasn't really the place that I wanted to be. Um, and then I reckon my th- I did exercise science my third year of uni. I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I sort of found some sort of private sector strength and conditioning internships um, that sort of gave me some guidance and made me realize that that's what I wanted to do. Cool. Um, and you can obviously, yeah, still have a massive impact on people in, in the private Absolutely. sector. Absolutely, yeah. Um, which obviously is becoming more and more popular now. Mm. Um, but like five, six years ago, it was like just starting, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's sort of how I stepped foot into the industry and then just sort of being booting up from there and big thing that I sort of realized as, as I went along is like you can get to where you want to get to a whole lot faster if you start finding mentors that Absolutely. are, that are yeah. like at the, the best of what they do so sure. that's why I mean that's why I originally did internships and that sort of stuff so then yeah I've sort of found mentors along the way and yeah like we were just training about before is like I do a lot with FMA FMA Strength Institute yeah so I started learning from them about Oh, three years ago now. Cool. Mm-hmm. I was like a student for a year and now I've been working for them for probably close to two years. Yeah. Nice. Um, and yeah, and now sort of mentoring PTs all over Australia and New Zealand and that sort of stuff as well. So Amazing. Yeah. So you're a presenter, so, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, cool. yeah, I've sort of been stepping up over the last six to 12 months awesome. um, and started presenting some of our courses. So yeah, I present with... Um, with, with Buckley um, who's obviously the founder um, and yeah sort of I suppose I'm a bit of a, a product of FMA yeah, so, yeah cool, so, man. So, so that's why they want me on board and I've sort of seen what it's done for me and 
allowed me to be the coach that I want to be as well and have mm. the impact on my clients that I want to be. Sure. And that's why I love being a part of it as well. Cool. Well, you're, you know, you're making a difference in the industry, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's really, really um, important, obviously. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, when you go through the system, whether it's doing like Surgery 4 or exercise science or mm. what, like whatever degree you do or qualification you do to get into the industry, you soon realize once you get into the industry that you still don't know anything or what you should <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. I know. I still know nothing. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. So you got to find mentors that are actually like Definitely. doing the right things in the industry and actually like yeah. getting results and building businesses and living yeah. the lifestyle that they want to live. I mean, that's why we get into business anyway, is to live the lifestyle Absolutely. we want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't teach you that stuff in those basic qualifications. True. So that's cool. yeah, that's that's the part I love about it. Yeah, yeah. same. Um, so tell us, I guess, well, us and the people at home, we kind of know. But what what is FMA? So how does it differ from a Cert three and four or an exercise science degree or all that stuff? Yeah, it's sort of. I mean, when you look at the industry, it's like, like I said, it's like all the skills you need to be able to build a successful business. And we sort, we sort of flip the script on what the rest of the industry does. Mm-hmm. It's number one, it's about like, you need to be fucking good at what you do, obviously. So it's about having like a, a high value skill set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously you've experienced. It's like the skill sets like bridging the gap between musculoskeletal rehab and strength conditioning. Like Absolutely. That's the area that we sort of own when it comes to skill set. But then it's also like knowing how to monetize that. Yep. which is a big thing that, I mean, a big thing you look at is, especially these days, there's courses everywhere, <laughs> like yeah. everywhere. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of business coaches that show you how to do business. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of skill set coaches that, and there's some, there's some awesome skill set courses in the industry, um, but there's no one that really teaches you how to bring it all together yeah. um, and have a high value skill set, but then how to monetize that as well so you can mm. actually live life the way that you want to live it sure. mm-hmm. not based off the 40 50 60 hour model that <laughs> yeah. like that's what's seen grinding as, yourself yeah. down <laughs> to a pulp yeah yeah um, that's what that's what's seen its success in our industry which is frustrating but that's yeah. what we sort of flip the script on and show people sort of how to and coaches and trainers how to earn more money in less time because most people just end up overvaluing the business yeah and whenever you overvalue something in your life it means you're undervaluing other areas in terms Absolutely. of relationships, your health, all that sort of stuff goes out the window. Yeah, yeah cool. Well, if you probably, I think like a fair thing, like it, I, I did FMA as well, same as Jess, you were working <laughs> at. Um, one thing I found like really powerful was kind of a third component that you sort of mentioned, but not specifically, it was like obviously the skill set, how to monetize that, but also the mindset mm-hmm. in terms of like, First day I went, Mark Buckley started talking, I was like, that has nothing to say with <laughs> skill set yeah. or how to grow a business, because it's not giving you like A, B, C points, how to follow, it's more like if you change your mindset and you know you really think that you are you know strong and powerful, like you are enough to do things. Um, that was, I found it like, where's the real value? on the yeah. court like yeah. that sort of mindset and yeah. all, these story, all these stories that comes <laughs> yeah absolutely um, it, it, it's a massive thing when you look at like it's one having a skill set two knowing like the business skills but yeah. I mean like pretty much there's yeah. sort of two two versions of what Buckley says FMA does is yeah. the PG version is we show <laughs> we show trainers how to like yeah. grow up 
like sh- grow up, show up, and, and level up the business. Yep. The R-rated version to that is we show trainers how to get the fuck out of their own way mm. and stop doing stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you can give, and, and you guys notice this with clients as well, is like a lot of people, this, like this is everyone in, in life, a lot of people know what they want to have or have some idea of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, even like if we relate, relate this to health, like they know what, they want to have a healthier body, they want to look better. Mm even if they don't know as much as we know, they know what they should be doing to some extent. Sure, absolutely. Like, like, like I shouldn't be eating lollies yeah, and Twinkies like I should and be burgers mo- I should, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for yeah. every meal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I should be moving more, I should be... Drinking like, water. Not choosing yeah. the cake and I should just be eating fruit or whatever. Like, yeah. They know I should be making better food choices. Mm, sure. But, like, why is it that they don't do it? It's because they don't show up for themselves. Yeah. yeah. So... It's not about. It's not always about giving them more stuff to do. Yeah. It's about who they who do they actually want to show up as a person. Yeah. Um, but we sort of get so dragged away from that in in our lifestyle these days because it's just not something that we're taught in terms of who we want to show up as people. So sure. yeah. it's a more about like the material things in terms of what we do and what we have in society. Yeah. Like that's what we're judged on. Yeah. yeah. It's not about who you are as a person. So people sort of disconnect from that yeah. and don't sort of do that inner work to actually show up as the person they want to be. And that's one of the things I've been using a lot with clients, like the example of the chocolate cake in the mm. fridge. Like if I as a coach tell you to not eat it, you won't eat it. So you delegate the responsibility on me. Yeah. Yeah. If your partner, you know, is helping you and your partner tells you to not eat the chocolate cake, you won't eat it because mm. you're delegating the responsibility of your food choices on your partner. But if you're by yourself at home and the chocolate cake is there, would you eat it? Yes or no? Probably. And then if they say yes, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, who, who you should be ashamed for? It's like the only person that is watching there is you and then kind of showing them that the only person that they be responsible for them or delegate the responsibilities on themselves. Yeah. Um, I, I found that one like really good sort of like coaching point, as you say, like you can tell them the list of what they cannot do, mm. but in the end of the day, you're just making not dependent people. Yeah. They depend from you. Yeah. yeah right, absolutely. that independent mm. person. It's that, that child and like parent relationship instead of just like yeah. parenting it's, themselves. It's yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, we talk about self-parenting a lot, obviously, but it's all like, Number one is just giving people awareness of like their behaviors. Oh, so people are just, yeah, most people <laughs> just have like you can do things like like I've done this before. It's like you just take clients out for breakfast or something, mm. and they're right in front of you, and just because you're in like a relaxed setting, they make yeah. the weirdest food choices, <laughs> and you're just like like right in yeah. front of you. People just aren't like mindful of what they're eating. Nah. Yeah. So yeah, the first thing is like you just have to give people awareness around what they do and obviously people don't know what mm. they don't know so you've got to educate them first sure mm. but then a lot of the times they, they just keep doing stupid shit anyway so. well and it's like it's so hard these days right because it's not we don't have to go out and hunt our own food mm. we it's like food's so abundant you can literally not leave your house for every single meal <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean yeah. it's you know and it's yeah. you can always make better choices when you do that but it's just you know we're not designed to have a plethora yeah. of choice and we do, and, and as humans, like, you know, we are designed to, when you find food, eat it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, yes, it does come down to a bit of that, I guess, awareness and motivation and all stuff, but, like, also, it's still, like, primal driven mm. in us. And I guess yeah. you have to, 
And I think that's where, like, the why comes in, too, with people is figuring out, like, you said, like, you can tell people all the information in the world. I can say, you're going to get cancer from eating this. And they'll go, okay. And they'll probably still eat it. You it's know? so yummy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, but until you, like, make it important to them yeah. and make them realize that it's their choices that are affecting, I guess, themselves for the long mm. run. Like, mm. it doesn't really it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, uh, yeah, that's that's a big thing we say as well is, like, we never tell someone what to do mm. because people's values are different. Absolutely. And, all, like, obviously, we, like, all of us here have a... One of our highest values is obviously health. Sure, yeah. um, totally. But other people don't value it as much, and I suppose that's more of their upbringing that have been taught to value it and that sort sure. of stuff. But you just got to look at, like, it all comes down to this is what we say is it all comes down to the consequences that they're prepared to live with. Mm. And that's why you can't t- ever tell someone what to do because you're not the one living with the consequences. Yeah. Consequences are both good and bad. Yeah. But it's like, if you're going to make that choice, are you prepared to deal with the consequences of those choices? If you are, then awesome. That's Great. that's the decision you should make. If it's, yeah. if it's not, then <laughs> why are you still doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as like trainers, like, especially when I, I mean, I've been in the industry for like, I don't know, maybe 10 years now, yeah. like different parts of it. But mm. the, what I, I used to do as a trainer was really take it on board personally mm. when clients would not get results or maybe that was the environment I was in is very result based as well initially um, but I would be like I would be really like personally upset mm. you know and then like now I mean I'm a bit older and I've been around and I understand I train a lot of general pop people and so you just you yeah. know you gotta understand people are on their own journey and they'll you can give them the tools and the education and mm. stuff but like they'll get there in their own time yeah. in their own way yeah. You know, it's hard. Yeah, like we say this, I say this to my clients, and we say this to all our FMA coaches as well, is we'll show you the right things to do and what to do, yep. but it's your responsibility to get good at it. Absolutely. So mm. we can show you like the right foods to eat and the, the way to train and that sort of stuff, mm. but it's your responsibility to, to get really good at it and understand it and to become like to become an expert in yourself because like we can only be an expert in, in ourselves we can't be an expert yep. in anyone else in a, yeah so that's why it's their responsibility to do it to do it on their own as well right yeah. and you do a lot that with your clients like it's a once a week that you do sort of like coaching um or? yeah yeah i mean initially they they get a lot of it because yep. i mean especially in that first sort of few months yep. two to three months is people really like you need to educate people a lot mm-hmm. around food and what food should look like because yeah. I mean when you look at our industry it's sort of an <laughs> industry of eating disorders and mm. body dissatisfaction yeah. uh, especially when it comes to food yeah. so it's sort of taking people back to nature and what's natural and what we should be yeah. eating um, and then like educating them around that and then obviously just showing them how they need to be showing up as yeah. and it all comes down to them and what they want to achieve and what that looks like for them yep. and how that feels and, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, give them a, a lot of coaching around mindset in the first couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they start getting their head around that, then like it's pretty much their responsibility to keep getting better. At. And I'm there as guidance to help them and that sort of stuff. But you sort of start giving them yep. a bit of leeway. I'm sure you guys sort of have this... Um, <laughs> have this um, philosophy with coaching as well, which is more about, like, you want to get to a stage where your clients don't need you anymore. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, like, that, like, just trying to, like, empower your clients as much as you can. Mm. So, whether it's in 12 months or two years or five years, that yeah. when they don't have you, that 
they open they the fridge and do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not every time. They can have a little bit of chocolate cake, just not every night. <laughs> yeah. um, now, when you say you focus on like mindset with your clients, like what does that kind of look like? Like, is that affirmations? Is that meditation? Like, how do yeah. you how do you approach that as a coach? Um, it's really yeah. Like a, a big thing that I suggest for most people to start with is journaling. Cool. Um, it's, I don't know, there's this amazing connection between a pen and a piece of paper and a, human, and a human's yeah. brain. I'm doing it for the last two months and it's like changing yeah. my life. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. insane. Right and um, so it's something that, I mean, a big buck was saying as well is you can't give what you don't have and you can't share what you haven't experienced. Yep. So it's something I experienced for myself, um, especially in the last, yeah, probably 12 months, is doing a lot of journaling. So I'm like, all clients cool. should be doing this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like we talk about like um, the the inner work. We talk about that being the inner work and like more about the, the being mode. Like yep. there's, there's two sort of energies. You have the being mode and then you have the doing mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The doing mode is like sort of what we're all driven by these days, which is like a masculine energy. Sure. Especially in our industry as well. It's always, yeah. it's always about like do more, do more, like do, do, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yep. drive, drive, drive. Yeah. Um, but that's like a, a, that's doing mode, whereas your journaling needs to be more about being mode, which is more about like your, your feminine energy, yeah. more about your caring yeah. energy yeah. Mm-hmm. and sort of looking um, inside yourself and seeing what's there, which most people don't do ever. Um, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's why most people have sort of a midlife crisis as well, because they totally. get to sort of that forty where they re- realize it's like the second half of their life. Yeah. And they re- they sort of look inside themselves and realize there's nothing there. Mm. And they absolutely crap themselves. So yeah. 100%. So that's why that's a big drive for me as well to do this stuff so I don't get to that stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and have some purpose. I think I think yeah. some people get so unaware and so mundane in their life and their day to day being and like mm. they you know, they, they might be content and yeah. like happy but maybe that's not like the peak yeah. happiness. Yeah. Like you're gonna be in peak happiness all the time. But then you know you get to thirty five, forty or fifty and you're like you start having that reflection yeah. and you get scared and you're like, Well what have I actually done? Yeah. And yeah. you know, life's short. Yeah. Like yeah. you know that's a good point. Like actually they're pair like the masculine and doing with sort of more sort of destroyed or destroyed part and then the yeah. other one more sort of like nurturing and mm. regenerating yin and yang. you're yeah. always on that path of like yeah. do 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 go 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 destroy yeah. sort of like more like fire up right and then kind yeah. of yeah and that's give it temper- yeah, <laughs> that balance like parasynthetic parasynthetic and synthetic okay, sure. yeah, totally yeah recovery yeah as society like i said before though as society is just driven by what you do and what you have absolutely which is like so like we talk about this a lot in FMA is like we diify the masculine energy like it's put on a pedestal these days yeah whereas feminine energy is just like it's dying yeah um so like we focus a lot on bringing that back for for males as well it's not just a it's not just a it's not a gender thing it's everyone no, 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 every, no, everyone, totally. everyone has yeah. feminine energy and it's the thing that sort of takes care of you um so yeah it's the biggest thing is like get people to journal on that mm. and sort of Number one, it's like looking at who you want to be and who you want to show up as, and the yeah. things you, like things you want to strive for in your life. Sure. And then sort of asking yourself the questions is like, are you showing up as that person? Mm. Like, if not, where's that coming from? And mm. it's not about coming at it from a place of like self hate, like yeah, you're, you're an yeah. idiot, you're a dickhead. Yeah, it's Why? not negative. Yeah, it just is it's, what like, it is. Sure. it's like 
awesome Nick I love you too much but like I want better for you yeah like it's coming in from that energy which yeah. most people aren't taught how to do yeah because I mean this goes back to I mean you've probably read into it but the way like we're parented and that yeah. sort of oh, stuff man. Is, like, <laughs> all our stories come from our parents because, totally yeah, because, nurture yeah. 100% so um the way that we tend to talk to ourselves is the way that parents talk to ourselves. Mm. Um, and if you had a sort of a, a, a negative upbringing, um, even, it doesn't even have to be negative, but if you're just not brought up in, in the way that's a more... A loving environment yeah, or and, any and, of that and, sort. And it's more about sort of the effort you put in and who you are and you are enough and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Whereas most people are brought up based on outcome and, and what they're doing and the results they're achieving and sure. all that sort of stuff and not yeah. knowing that as an individual that they are enough to have whatever they want as long as they obviously put in the work and the effort totally yep. um, most people don't understand that um, or they're not and it's not their fault big thing that we say is it's not your fault yeah but once you get awareness then it's your responsibility to, to fix it if you want to be better as well totally um, so yeah. that's a lot of the stuff that I sort of get I journal on myself and I get clients to journal on as well that's awesome man we, um, that's good. we always talk about how like you had a good example a few podcasts ago. You're saying, mm. like, clients are like, I want to lose five kilos. And you're like, all right, okay, so let's say you've lost the five kilos now. Like, do you love yourself more? Like, mm. has your mentality changed? Like, yeah. you know, you just get so attached to that thing or that yeah. number or that whatever. Yeah. Like, I recently um, started um, seeing a psychologist just to work on my own mental health. Yep. And the big thing we've gone through and that I've learned about, which I kind of always knew but maybe haven't dove into too much, was, like, like looking at, you know, how we viewed love from your parents or conflict or, you know, it's all these things that you're not mm. maybe aware of, yeah. but you obviously were molding your brain when you were yeah. growing up. And yeah. it's super interesting. Uh, and it's not that you're stuck that way, but it's just like, uh, and it's not good or bad either. It's like, this is the way you are. And like, there's always the dark with light and yin with yang and all. Yeah. You need uh, like all of it to work together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, even being aware of your, your dark, you know, gives you more power to be like, okay, like. I'm acting like this right now because of yeah. whatever. You're, you're and aware, then yeah. you're aware, you're like, oh shit, okay, like you're doing this, like that doesn't make sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's really interesting and that yeah. goes back to that awareness yeah. that most people don't have or don't do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what, like when you learn to sort of connect the dots with everything, you do realize that it comes down to sort of everything you're taught from your parents. And then, and then you just have to start realizing, I mean, some like I have a lot that my parents taught me that I want to take take with me and it's, mm. awesome. and it's yeah. amazing they gave me a really good upbringing like it's not all negative but then there's some stuff where I'm like fuck I don't want to take that behind yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it's just like it's it's knowing where your stuff comes from like there's a famous psychologist I forget what he says but um, if you show me like a child from the age of 0 to 10 mm. then I'll tell you the man or woman that they're going to become right because yeah. from the age of zero to ten we sort of download everything as being, as being right we don't yeah, know the yeah, difference yeah. between what's right and what's wrong yeah yeah so so like that's for parents is like you've got to be really careful with the stuff you're putting into your kids brain yeah absolutely and if it's like if it's the way that a lot of people do it these days is obviously based on outcome like, sure. like i said based on what you do and what you have yeah <laughs> then that's what people strive for and they don't do the inner work they don't know that they are enough and all that sort of stuff yeah um so it's, yeah and it, like you can't change that until you get awareness you can change your conditioning in the way and the, the way you're being ingrained to think and feel and yeah. all that but you yeah. can't do it until you give an awareness of where that comes from as well yeah also okay. in psychology is the rule of three three and three so the first three days the first three months and the first three years was the most important for like a newborn child like yeah three days three months three years um i think it's sweden or finland 
like after research they found that if maternity leave rather than being one year is three years so the first three years the um, young adults or adolescents or sorry teenagers vandalism produces so mm. if you have one year maternity leave so the baby only grows to one year and then the mom goes back to work is missing things like empathy yeah. and stuff like that wow. and then but if the government invests on giving the mom two more years there is not teenagers mm. into you know young jails yeah, which is yeah. apparently cheaper to invest on maternity <laughs> than actually invest, <laughs> invest in prisons and <laughs> and you know and judges yeah, etc 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 and it's like it shows like you know what you just say like those first three years i mean zero to ten yeah so it's, yeah it's super interesting because when you're I mean, these days, mothers almost have to work because life's so expensive. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of them are sort of attached to like that masculine energy as well. It's mm. all about driving and career driving and, totally. and, and that sort of stuff. So um, it comes back to sort of that masculine energy as yep. well. Like when, when a mother is dominated by masculine energy, like the, the child's only going to learn masculine energy yeah. as well. So yeah. It's not going to learn the sort of caring and nurturing and that sort of stuff that we don't know much about these days. <laughs> so interesting. I've um, the last time actually I hung out with Buckley, the guy who created FMA. He um, it was me and a few other coaches, and we we literally had like the deepest yin crying session yeah. I've had like <laughs> in a in like well, I've had a few since, but like it was like, it was like pretty intense, right? Like yeah. going around the table and just like talking about like I think we each said like our deepest fear, like our deepest thing holding us back or mm. the biggest thing we regret or something and it mm. was like it was I was the only female right in this room of, I think there's six other men in there but like every story that someone told like everyone was just in tears right and yeah. it was just that's what Buckley was like basically talking about and he mm. was like saying like you know he I think has said maybe correct me if I'm wrong like struggled with his yin he's like I just don't cry like I have yeah. a lot of trouble crying yeah. mm. and the, probably based off of being brought up as like alright don't be a pussy like you know yeah. and that's a very like common thing yes. I think oh, well, you know with yeah. boys like um, especially in like I think especially in the modern world it's like oh like you need to be tough you need to be this you need to be that yeah. there's all these yeah. expectations that can put on people yeah. um, uh, absolutely like well even like my partner Tristan yeah. you know yeah. Tristan like they're He's very like shove it down, shove it down, shove it yeah. down. Like don't deal with anything. Yeah. We're like let's talk about it. <laughs> like come on. <laughs> um, so yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's a, like it's 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 a funny thing because like we talk about we talk about like all like feminine and masculine energies and uh, like we have a big thing at FMA is like we we hug everyone that comes into I know, our know, Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's and you can I tell you, you, can, you can tell people that are sort of have the feminine energy and like the di- even the difference between the guys and the girls mm. um, because obviously inherently girls have more feminine energy but like you can just like guys mm. that just are full of masculine stuff they give their hugs are so hard cold they're like flexing yeah. and it's, it's like, a big pat on the yeah. back yeah. it's just like you're hugging a slab of concrete <laughs> um, but when you realise like where your stuff come from is like it's really funny when I first learned that from, from Buckley which was probably a course we did like last year yeah um and I was like, oh, this would be interesting. I'm going to go hug my dad. So I gave my dad a hug and he was just a brick. And I was just like, and he gives like a big pat on the back and that yeah. sort of stuff. 
And I was like, mm, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good, man. And so yeah. have you found that it's been um, like a good journey, I guess, working probably towards your yin side? Yeah. yeah? For me, like, I've, I've always, I have a very sort of feminine energy about me anyway. Mm. Um, I was, I was, that was my upbringing, I suppose. My, my dad's a big worker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent a lot of time with my mum. My mum cool. was a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. Um, so I sort of spent a lot of time with her so I've always had a lot of um, feminine energy about me I connect with I just connect with females really well like most of my clients are females cool Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it's 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 more the opposite for me is I have to work with a fair bit on like my masculine energy and driving and that sort of stuff yeah Um, which is why I sort of I enjoy playing sport and that sort of stuff because Mm. it gives me that drive sure that's why I love business because it gives me that drive as well Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a sort of a little bit different that way. But it, like, like, like you said, Buckley before, he, he sort of struggled a fair bit with his feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of it obviously has to do with the upbringing. But yeah, I spent a lot of time with my mum growing up. So cool. Yeah, interesting. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, very cool. And so, you said you like most of your clients are females. And so, are you doing a lot of coaching hours at the moment? Um, I don't do a whole heap. So I only deal with sort of a, a handful. Um, so all my sort of Gen pop clients are mainly female. I yep. have a few mm-hmm. athletes as well, um, but I train up a lot of athletes as well, and, and a lot of those uh, are guys. Um, but yeah, I'm in the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Cool. Only for like four to five hours a day. Yep. Um, so I only have a handful of clients, but I give them a lot of care. So cool. It's yep. sort of sort of who I want to be known as a, as a coach, and this is yeah. the big thing we talk about at FMA is like who who do you want to be known as and obviously giving your clients what they need to sort of achieve their goals as well. Yeah. Um, and it takes, like, what we know is the reason why most people fail is because they don't have enough support. It's yeah. literally that simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you, so that's why I sort of only have a handful of clients, like 15, 16 clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get, yeah, they get a lot of my care. So that then means they get... Cool, awesome results. Yeah, yep. hey, so, great. That's, yeah. What, that's what they want, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so they pay for. So yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. yeah. And then when you say athletes, you what sort of athletes? Um, you yeah, ma- mainly like field field based athletes. Like, oh, yep. um, I've trained a fair few footy players. Mm-hmm. Um, been an NFL athlete couple of netballers cool um mainly the field sport like that's yeah. sort of the sports that are popular out there anyway yeah it's yeah. mainly just mainly footy and netball yeah um and then yeah i've got a couple of different sports like nfl and that sort of stuff as well awesome. yeah. is that who like is that um well you said you pleased to play sport and you thought you were possibly going to go pro <laughs> so what sport was that in um no i, pl- I play I played footy. I've played a few different sports actually. I grew up, sort of grew up playing footy um, with, I've got three older brothers, so they, mm-hmm. I sort of just followed them throughout, sure. through life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they played footy, so I played footy. Uh, so you were the baby? Yeah, I'm the baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we grew up water skiing as well, so I water skied for, for probably 15 years. Cool. From when I was, well, probably even more, for 20 years. And then played tennis for a bit, so I played a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, footy. I'm still playing footy now. Cool. Mm. Um, but I don't know how much longer that'll be for. <laughs> <laughs> so sort of, when you start thinking about it, I'm like, oh, 
It doesn't take much to get injured. Oh, no, I know. Like, it doesn't even have to be my fault. It can just literally be the smallest thing that sort of yeah. stuffs everything up. Especially, like, yeah. like even last week, we were playing a game and a guy, like, just snapped his ankle. I can't just, do like, that. Just one me. contest. Yeah. Just snapped his ankle and he's just it's screaming on the ground. Oh. And it just makes you think, I'm like... Oh, yeah. I'm too old for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm, I'm 27 and I'm the oldest on my team. <laughs> it's just a team full of like 21 year olds, so yeah. I'm like the oldest on my team. And it's, but yeah, I see something like that. I'm like, there's a lot of risk in playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And so outside of that, are you doing much training in the gym yourself? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the gym like three days a week. Yeah. Um, and then footy training Tuesday, Thursday night and game, cool. game on Saturday as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sort of just a, a lot of my training is focused around footy at the moment. Yeah. So sort of just getting stronger and sort of getting a little bit bigger as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously everyone just tries to look better too. So that's yeah, it's nice. It's just, nice to look good yeah. looking, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that, that's sort of, yeah, it's a bit of everything, but yeah, just sort of enjoying big thing I didn't really get into training and enjoy it so mm. mm-hmm. big thing the last couple of years has just been enjoying training for like what it gives me health and all that sort and of how stuff. good is that right yeah. like people yeah. think like training has to suck yeah. all the time I mean sometimes yeah like you're gonna yeah. have to do things you don't like yeah. and it does suck but it's okay to not also not hate it the yeah. whole time you yeah. know so it's like yeah you like you, you don't have to train you get to train absolutely yeah. like that's I think so it like here because majority of our clientele are like middle middle city inner city hipster right like never like 70% of our clients never been to a gym like never been past the treadmills and like so I guess creating that safe environment and then we all take a very Mm. um, personal approach right so it's not like it's not like oh you come in you get smashed you leave (laughs) like it's very like I guess coddling for the most part because it is very general based and like I think people appreciate that it's like okay yeah this doesn't have to completely suck you know (laughs) but I think like I've had some horror stories and people come in and be like oh yeah my coach made me do a thousand burpees and I like couldn't walk for days and I had rabbed on and I'm like ooh you know like you hear what's wrong with the industry (laughs) I get very frustrated when you get that email it's like I think I'm not ready for PT and like what do you mean it's like I was like oh I'm I'm injured and when I'm gonna wait to get over my injury and then I got into PT and it's like, probably mm. while you're in there, <laughs> yeah. PT will be the best option. And yeah, then, yeah. you know, it's, um, like, I mean, that's the, like the, the low level of entry into the industry. Because mm. I get it all yeah. the time, like, yeah. please don't smash me. I'm like, like mm. first session, like, please, I'm like, we're just going to sit down and talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, Do you want a coffee? Yeah. Or? <laughs> <laughs> and then like a couple of months in, the, the work starts getting really hard because like yeah. the first couple of weeks are really easy. Just sort of getting motor patterns yeah, and all that sort sure, of stuff. Sure. And especially if they're very deconditioned, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. But then it gets a few months in and starts getting really hard. And they're like, oh, shit. I'm like, see, I'm not, I'm not nice always. Yeah, it does, yeah, yeah. It does start to get harder. <laughs> it's that preparation, you know? Yeah. So it's good building that rapport as well. And then yeah. you Because know, if you, like, come in and if you, like, really fuck someone up, yeah. they're not going to come back. Yeah, you exactly. Like, you generate that aversion. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my last PT, I used to speak every single session. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing right. we, have, we have is, like, it doesn't get easier. You just get yeah. Better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our saying is your best just got better. Project better. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, we got about 10 minutes. So, the last thing I want to ask you, which we ask everyone, so we've yep. done um, 
also some Paul Czech work, which is quite yeah. similar. I think actually Paul and Buckley did some stuff together ages ago as well. well. Yeah, well, Mark was the head of Czech Institute Correct. for about so, 10 years. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so um, we've, uh, I've gone down that path as well. And yeah. so what we tried, so, yeah. we ask everyone, there's a few questions. First one is, what does your day generally look like? Yeah. So tell us about that. So I'm sort of, I get up at 4.30 generally. Um, which means I'm in bed by like 8.30. Same, it's the best. 8.30 club, I got it. 8.30 to 9.30, I'm sort of in bed because sleep's one of my highest values. I know if I sleep, then my day yeah. is awesome. Yeah. If I don't sleep, then my day is shit. So, yeah. Dude, so, my so, life, we're the same person. <laughs> yeah, same so, yeah, so my morning sure starts the night before, but I'm usually up at between 4.30 and 5.00. That sort of gives me an hour to myself to be just in silence and quiet and do my journaling and do all my inner work and all that sort of stuff. Cool. Um, it depends if I'm going to the gym or if I'm coming into FMA. And then I usually leave home by ooh, between 5.30 and 6. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like if it's a day at the gym, then I'm coaching clients from 6 till, six till 9. Um, and then I sort of have a break, have some food. Get mm. some fuel in me, yeah, um, and then hit my own training. I have a couple of clients that sort of tend to train with me as well, um, and then yeah, I get my own training done, and then I sort of spend the rest of the day building my business or building FMA or, or whatever it is. Cool. Um, and yeah, and I sort of have some clients around lunchtime, um, and then yeah, spend my afternoons for for me or going to footy. That's or, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I, living yeah, the dream. Yeah, it's just all about. Having having a life that serves you instead of you being a slave to it. So, yep. I look at my like my my ten year plan and where I want to be in ten years, and yep. make sure everything that I do sort of aligns with that. Cool. So, that's good. Um, now the next four questions. So we we really refer to a lot with our clients as like the doctors, the four doctors, which you've probably heard of. Like so, you got Doctor Happy, Doctor Quiet, Doctor Diet, Doctor Movement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and how how you feel though? So that's what we've asked every every um, podcast guest. Yeah. We just curious so if you want to touch on each one of those so i guess we can start with dr movement so yep. you kind of touched this before but yeah uh, i guess how does that feel how do you feel your cup in that way um yeah so it's always like in in the mornings i do a bit of sort of stretching and that sort of stuff i was very inherently i'm just a very stiff person yeah like, <laughs> if you've done the nine point flexibility yeah test, yeah i'm yeah. a zero oh, so. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah stretching is the stuff that i don't enjoy but i know I have to do it, so yeah. Yeah. so I try and put it in my day, um, and then training wise, yeah, just like trying to get stronger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my time that I put in at like nine thirty. I just schedule. This is a big thing for me is I schedule like time for me. Yeah, like meetings, I, cool. And then yeah. I build the rest of my life around it. So awesome. time yeah. for me is like training. Training is obviously a big part of it. Mm. Um, but I usually train at nine thirty Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Awesome. And then obviously footy training Tuesday, Saturday, game Saturday. Awesome. Um, and Sunday is pretty much not much because I'm yeah, recovering. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's more just like a long walk or something like that on Sundays. Nice, mm. cool, man. Um, what about Dr. Diet? Tell us about your food choices, how you fuel, fuel yeah. yourself. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a big thing that I've learned, especially through how we do it at FMA. It's very much about there's no good or bad food when it comes to real food anyway yeah, yeah not, sure, not, sure. not no. food like stuff but real food so it's just working out what food when it comes to real food I realise there's no good or bad food it's just what's good for me and my body and what yeah. I feel good on yeah. Yeah. 
So it took me a while to work out what to do good on, but I soon realized for me, it's like high protein, like dark, heavy meats, mm. a lot of fat, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. so good. A lot of egg yolks, <laughs> avocado, like butter, yeah. butter, 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 cream. <laughs> <laughs> so much butter. So good. Butter and so cream. Good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then if I eat like that, I feel amazing and it makes my mm. brain switched on and, yeah, yeah. and yeah. really good energy and all that sort of stuff. So um took me a while to work that out but mm. we got there so cool. it's what yeah. i feel amazing on and awesome. what makes me um thrive yeah, awesome. yeah. Thrive. yeah exactly um cool man what about dr quiet so you talked a little bit about it but is there anything else that you implement into your life besides like journaling and stretching and um i do i don't I t- med- meditate a little bit but a sort of the way that i meditate is sort of based on what i've journaled yeah, 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 and then yeah. sort of just move into a feeling state of how that makes me feel and how, cool. and how it helps me feel, but not sort of a deep meditation because I used to meditate and just fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, right. Because I'm, sort of, <laughs> I'm a very chilled out person yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I find like just that morning hour is when no one else is awake and no one else is in the house and there's no noise. And sure. I can just sit with myself yep. in silence yeah, and, and listen to my own thoughts. That's the, the best hour of my day. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. How good is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then last one, Dr. Happy. So what are you doing to keep you happy? Um, probably, I was just looking at my, my values and what I value. Number one is learning. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I'm not learning, then I don't feel like I'm growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, family, my health. Like just bringing, like the big thing for me is if I put my values into my everyday, yeah. um, then I'm happy. If I sort of go a day without putting any of my top five values in, yeah. then I feel like I'm missing out. Something sure. So yeah, every day is gonna have like learning, connection, health, it's gonna have all those things in it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I get to the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I missed out on this. So yeah, cool. that's why I build out my everyday around that, yeah. I love that, that's, that's great. so good, yeah. That's so good. Um, now, tell the people out there where they can find you, find more about you, um, Any plugs, social yeah. media? Um, so yeah, I'm, just like, I'm, I'm on social media. I'm Nick underscore FMA coach. But a lot of the stuff that I do is just through FMA as well. Um, awesome. But yeah, I coach out at Genesis in Melton, which isn't the greatest area. But there's good people <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, if you want to go to Melton, uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> we probably don't want to go there, let's, let's be honest. Um, but then yeah, obviously a lot of the work that I do is with FMA Strength Institute as well. So they obviously have... Facebook, Instagram, website. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's the stuff I love. That's probably the stuff I'm going to be heading more towards. Yep. In the future, there's a lot more with FMA. Awesome. Um, because it's something I'm really passionate about. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's where you can sort of hit me up and reach out to me. All and right. And if you want to know more about FMA, you can also grab me and Diego. Yeah. If you're at the gym, we'll tell you all about it. It's yeah. awesome. Um, cool, man. Well, thanks for coming. I, we appreciate you spending your hour with us and driving in and hanging out <laughs> and giving us your knowledge bombs and all the things that yeah. it's been really fun. That was so good, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Cool, man. I feel like I could have gone down way